Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. On today's show, we continue our College Contender Series, breaking down our top 11 men's teams heading into the 2021 season. Of course, here on this podcast, Chris Helios and I speak to the head coaches of those teams. And on today's show, we have another head coach that I know all of you Cracked Rackets fans will enjoy hearing from because you always enjoy hearing from this guest. He's a returning champion here on our Cracked Rackets shows, the head coach of the Ohio State men's tennis team, Ty Tucker, joining us once again to preview his team's 2021 season and talk about the depth he brings back to his roster, talk about what it's like to have to negotiate, you know, playing a season in the midst of a pandemic. Anyone who knows Coach Tucker and the Buckeyes program knows how much they like to be on court, whether it's practice time, whether it's competing, how much they value that competition. And unfortunately, all of us haven't been able to do that. So of course, Coach Tucker talks to us to about the realities of the 2021 season. We talk a little expectations. Of course, we poke fun at one another. It's a fantastic conversation, as always, that I know all of you listeners are going to enjoy. Of course, a quick reminder, the reason we are able to do these podcasts day in, day out here at Cracked Interviews, because here on the Cracked Interviews podcast, I should say, is because of the phenomenal support we get from all of you listeners, from our Patreon family. It means more to us now than, you know, than ever to have your continued support. And of course, it's the holiday season right? We want to celebrate, be with our families. We consider our Patreon family absolutely the real deal. That is part of what makes us want to do this day in, day out here at Crack Rackets. So, a huge shout-out to all of you listeners, a huge shout-out to our Patreon family, and of course, a huge shout-out to our friends at Midwest Sports. If you need to do some last-second Christmas shopping, it's Christmas Eve, folks. If you don't have those gifts, you, you know, it's thin pickings at this, uh, slim pickings at this point, but you can go to our friends at Midwest Sports because they've got all of the best brands in the tennis business, all of the best prices. You can find anything you're looking for for that tennis-crazed loved one, rackets, shoes, strings, clothing. They've got it all, so go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code code CR15, by the way, to let them know that we sent you there. You'll get 15% off your order, free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. Best of all, a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. Go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15. And again, you're going to be looking good. You're going to have the best stuff in the business, MidwestSports.com. The promo code is CR15. All right, with that in mind, let's get to another edition of our College Contenders interviews, speaking with the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes, Ty Tucker. Joining us on the podcast once again today, certainly a returning champion here on our Cracked Racket shows, and as such, we have the introduction worthy of such status. You may know him with his 14 straight Big Ten titles and two national indoor crowns to his name. There's no doubt that today's guest will go straight into the Buckeye Hall of Fame, that he's achieved all of this success while owning only two pairs of sweatpants is a testament to the power of his inspirational coaching rank. And even though this past decade he beat my Wolverines down like a it will always be our pleasure to be joined by Ohio State head coach Ty Tucker. Coach, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Uh, solid intro, but uh, I've got at, at least 20, 30 practice sweats, maybe two pairs of match sweats. But. <laughs> 
That's good. I was looking at my list. I was like, what am I going to get Coach Tucker this holiday season? I guess I can knock off sweatpants from the list. I'll get you new bottle caps, new pen caps for uh, the 2021 chewing experience. That would be uh, much appreciative. Yeah, it's I would the, like that a lot. Yeah, it's the least we can do. And obviously, this is where we have to start every podcast. But these past nine, ten months, we've all been dealing uh, with a pandemic unlike anything we've deal, dealt with before. Just want to ask you, your team, your family, you guys are staying safe and healthy? Everything's good. I appreciate that. I hope you guys are uh, been managing it and everybody's been staying safe on your end. Yeah, I was doing a lot better before Baylor chose to go to Ann Arbor. I feel like that did not do good things for my blood pressure, but, you know, such is such is the daily life of being a college tennis fan. But, of course, uh, let's start there. When we look at your season, obviously, it's crazy to think, but we're about a month away from ITA kickoff weekend 2021. And, again, it's been nine, ten months since you've had your team out there competing. How excited are you and the Buckeyes to get back out on the court? First off, let's uh, give you a shout out for Slope Lane, Michigan, all the way, all the way down up, and whatever you're doing for uh, good luck. But uh, I'm sure uh, Michigan they they don't need the help. They've got a they've got a great team that's capable of uh, beating anybody in the country. That's for sure. <laughs> but be sure you keep Slope Lane. That's somebody told me I didn't I didn't see, but somebody told me you had them at ten or eleven. So you're obviously up to something. <laughs> Well, you know, I actually had them. There was much bias in our Crack Rackets preseason poll. What we do is the three of us, me, Chris, and then Matt Stokowiak, we had our three individual rankings, and I wanted your ranking. I was like, let's get Coach Tucker's personal rankings in here. Let's factor that into the Crack Rackets poll. I had Michigan a little bit higher than the others, but you aggregate them. We got them down to number 10. But I think what that speaks to is you look at the college tennis landscape this year, and you have your team as well, Coach. I mean, everyone's coming back this season it feels like there's as much college or talent in the game as ever i mean how's it not going to be some teams have seven scholarships some teams have four and a half some teams have six unbelievable players and have four and a half scholarships and no seniors and some teams have three or four seniors and are operating on seven scholarships so there's going to be some fireworks for sure yeah, it should be a really, really exciting season. And again, looking at your roster, looking at who you guys are having kickoff weekend, it's crazy. We were joking around at the time. If I would have said Ohio State versus Virginia, you know, three, five years ago, you'd think, oh, this is a semifinal final of the National Indoors. You guys have them first match kickoff weekend. And I believe it's also Iowa and Texas Tech coming to Columbus. Your thoughts on your kickoff region? You know, nothing's going to be easy. There's only 32 teams, and who knows what the exact draw will be, you know, two weeks from now, let alone on January 22nd. So I think everybody's trying to stay healthy, and I think everybody's trying to do the uh, right thing. But uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of surprises. But speaking, you know, on December 16th, 17th, wherever we are about those teams that are supposed to be here, uh, you know, obviously – Getting in the tournament and having the tournament would be, you know, a blessing because, I mean, there's lots of coaches with good teams and lots of great guys, players out there, student athletes that are, you know, wanting a chance to compete. So, you know, it's one step and it's a it's a great step because, uh, you know, it helps uh, guys get back to practice early. I mean, it's probably, you know, one of the better things about the I- I- ITAs done during uh, this pandemic is uh, – you know, keep uh, moving forward to have this national indoors because I, I think, you know, a majority of the spring sports across the country 
don't have a start date, but tennis does. So, you know, that lets you get back to back to work early in January, start working with your guys if you're in the national indoors and, you know, start uh, preparing for uh, something you've been waiting nine months for. But uh, definitely a lot of people don't uh, understand by, you know, the national indoors stepping up and having it, uh, you know, like I said, spring sports, uh, we, we have a date, you know, there's a lot of baseball teams, a lot of softball teams, a lot of, a lot of soccer teams, a lot of teams out there that, that don't know when their first date of competition is. So, you know, for the tennis teams out there, they know that, uh, you know, they're going to be getting back after it with a, with a chance to compete January 22nd. But, uh, you know, with someone like Virginia coming to town and playing them first round, I mean, probably you know, you never thought you'd be playing in the first round uh, against a team that won the national indoors uh, or had won the NCAAs four times in a row and not too long ago. And, uh, you know, we've got them at home, but, uh, you know, just, you know, problems up and down their lineup. I, you don't even have to get into it, you know. I mean, Soderlund's a problem. The, the the guy coming in that was top 10 in the world in juniors is a problem. Johnny Ross is a problem. Uh, this Kiefer boy who's had a great uh, – tournament in charlottesville to uh start the fall a utr tournament i think he beat gets and ross might have beat fenty you know no not <laughs> not sure he might have beat fenty but uh uh you know so you got him and then you've got uh you know ryan gets who we recruited hard and you know matthew lord who's played i mean up and down the lineup you know with virginia seven eight players uh you know i go to texas tech and i think of parker Wynn who started at louisville and i think uh you know, I had to help J.J. Wolf out a little bit uh, when we played them in the round of 32, and Parker Wynn might have been serving for the match, and J.J. Uh, Wolf uh, ended up with a little injury timeout. So he might have been saved in, in that match against uh, Parker Wynn, who plays for Texas Tech, is certainly a, a great tennis player. And Ross Wilson's done a phenomenal job. He was up to 22-23 in the country uh, last year at Iowa. Uh, brings back, uh, you know, five, six guys, Kareem Aloth, one of the most improved players in the Big Ten, is playing up at the top. Uh, Conquill, a 6'4", British guy who's, you know, very, very good athlete, and super long, and, you know, a tall, strong indoor team. So they know their way around. And uh, like I said, with a 23 in the country ranking last year, uh, you know, they're, they're ready to play. But, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because uh, this virus is real and things happen and, Different conferences have different ways of uh, handling their business, and uh, it's going to be interesting. I think, you know, we've lost one already since the draw in Stanford. So, you know, it's it's, it's going to be uh, interesting to see where we are January 1st, 8th, 15th, and and then J January 20th. Well, you, you went through so many things there, Coach. Uh, I've got regards to the teams in, in your kickoff. I uh, let, Let's start – I got to start with, with Iowa – You've got Iowa, a foe you know, obviously, very well from, from the Big Ten coming in and, and very unfortunate situation, obviously, in the offseason hearing that, that both the Iowa and Minnesota programs, right, would, this is going to be their, their last year. Uh, so I, I guess just your thoughts in general on the whole, you know, what's happened with, with Iowa and Ross and, and things going on there. So I can't speak too much about uh, that. I know that Ross Wilson gives his heart and soul to the game. I mean, a guy that is a seven-day-a-week guy who, you know, wants to wants to compete, does it the right way, tried to find his niche, found a good niche, you recruited well, and 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 you know, went after it. Lived lived college tennis. I mean, the, the sports 
better when you have guys like Ross Wilson in it. And he went to Iowa, and like I said, I couldn't have said anything better. I mean, they were 23 in the country last year when when the season ended. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he'd like to, you know, stuff it down my throat as well. So, you know, we got much respect for Ross Wilson, but I'd like to stuff it down his throat. <laughs> yeah, and, and then you, you talked about that Virginia team, the, the team you get to face first. I mean, it's you. I look at the other three teams there, and, you know, obviously if we were to take you out of the equation, uh, who's obviously going to be a heavy favorite, but when I look at those other three teams, they're they're all pretty even with the uh, with what Virginia's bringing in. Um, it's you know you could be playing anybody uh, on on the second day, uh, and I'm just curious how much you know they've got the two freshmen coming in. How much do you know, or have you seen, or is it going to be like you know? coaching on the fly with no scouting report on these guys whatsoever in the first match. Maybe when you call again next year, maybe we can do the phone call at 8 p.m. So I'm ready to go to sleep because you ruined my day with the last 30 seconds. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, everybody knows what college tennis is. You're going to have four good teams in Columbus, Ohio, and you're going to need that doubles point. It goes fast and it's tough and 25 to 35 minutes and, 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 and it gives you a leg up. So it doesn't matter who it is, Virginia, Iowa, Texas Tech, you know, you want to find yourself in a hole, just go out there and not show up for the doubles point. But, you know, that's, that's, that's basically what, what college tennis is. You've got lots of guys. You, you look on UTR, some guys haven't played since March. Some guys have played 50 matches. Some guys, UTRs have dropped significantly and they played 40 matches because of the, the way the UTR ranking goes. And maybe they wanted to play tournaments, but they didn't play tournaments with, with, with they couldn't find tournaments uh, in, in their price range where there were guys over 11.5 UTRs. So they won 10 or 12 matches against guys that, that they were better than and their UTR dropped. So people are going to be able to do a lot of things with their lineup but uh yeah yeah i i think it's very interesting you mentioned that for a lot of the listeners that maybe you know they know i love to look at that stuff at this time of year i also realize some of those things are just way out of whack for the re reasons you just mentioned in terms of whether they played or not and then even if they did play what was the level of competition of the guys they did play but you know a, an interesting side note for those listening in uh especially the Ohio state fans, you look at the Ohio state roster, you see like John McNally fourth UTR on the team. I assure you, John McNally is not playing four in the kickoff. There you go. There you go. Trying to charge me up. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Like, you know, John McNally obviously is a great player, you know, two time all American was uh, doing a great job last year, but, uh, you know, that's, that's what, that's, that's what you're facing nowadays. I mean, you, you just never know, you know, you look at that same thing, you know, you're talking about John McNally, you look at Gianni Ross, maybe he's six UTR on, on a Virginia team, you know, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's where we're at. And, uh, it's going to be lots of arguments and lots of fighting amongst coaches because, you know, everybody's good. Like I said in the beginning, some people have seven scholarships. Some people have four and a half scholarships. And, 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 and you know, you're feeling pretty good if you've you got six scholarships out there and, and you got a nice stack going. And, you know, that's what you have in this pandemic is you've got a chance that you're going to have some, some wild lineups. And, uh, you know, it's uh, – I'm sure you'll be able to do a, you know, a 30-hour segment on on lineups if somehow you get the uh, 32 lineups that get submitted. 
Yeah, I'm, it would, that sounds like some good programming on our side. We will absolutely have to do that at some point. And by the way, Coach, that felt like a dig at J.J. Tracy, a Crack Rackets Invitational winner this past summer. Uh, certainly didn't play many 12-plus UTRs, but hey, Crack Rackets Invitational winner, that counts for something. I feel like that's a lock for three singles in the lineup. Or, or uh, I, 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 you might, I'd like to follow what you said. It's something about J.J. Tracy. Yeah, yeah, the fact he was a Crack Rackets Invitational champion. Yeah, J.J. Tracy had some big wins. I mean, I don't know if you're uh, talking about, uh, you know, what you're uh, talking about there, but that that, that guy <laughs> big wins this fall. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, he was he was spectacular, and I know for you, you are someone who takes preparation very seriously. You're a man who likes to stick to his routines, and obviously those routines have borne a lot of success, and I'm curious with obviously all of the COVID protocols and the lack of easy practice time, or maybe you guys have been able to practice like normal, but how has your team adjusted this fall, and you know, how do you think that might impact the tennis we see early in the season? You know, we've been playing tennis. I mean, we had some guys. I mean, you know, it's it's no secret, you know. Guys like Selig, Kingsley, J.J. Tracy, guys like that were really searching up matches and, and going all over the country in the fall to get after it. And, you know, Kingsley today is in the quarterfinals of that Sanchez-Casal UTR tournament that's going on, and uh, he's probably getting ready to go on the court in a few minutes. Uh, yeah, you know, Selig's been, I mean, that guy's – been from the South Dakota, North Dakota to California. I mean, he's he's played in cities I, I, I'd never even heard of, and I thought, gee, many crime. I mean, I've heard of some cities, but uh, you know, he, he he played in a ton, and uh, you know, we've been able to practice, and everything's been going pretty good. And you know, we're feeling you know we're feeling like we can put six guys out there that if you don't take us serious, you'll have a tough day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, and you bring back an experienced team as well, a team that beat last year's National Indoor Champions USC when they came to Columbus, and you know, Chris and I were on site at that National Indoors, and probably my favorite match of the 2020 season was that quarterfinal battle between you guys and Wake Forest, which obviously your team ends up winning 4-3 to advance to the semifinals. And it does seem like whenever you and Coach Bresky match up, it's always a fun matchup for college tennis fans. But uh, to be able to bring back all of the guys who have national indoor semifinal experience, to have that sort of, you know, the win over USC early in this season, how do you think that sort of experience helps you guys as you prepare for 2021? went through saying all that and the humor would have been how great a match it was the next day against North Carolina. <laughs> now that's where you could have really thrown it in the 43 minute match that North Carolina. put us in. <laughs> I thought that, but you lost your humor. I mean, something. <laughs> well, coach, that's why we're interviewing you this early and not at number one. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, we're four spots ahead of my ranking, so, you know, we'll take it with you there. But, you know, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to play uh, Wake Forest, which is always a, a, a team that contends for titles and obviously beat us in at, at Wake Forest. And then we snuck by them at the National Indoors for a championship there. And then to go back there and play a match uh, between a guy who'd been, you know, down to you know James Trotter who's taken a lot of grief from me for the first year and been through some wars and uh, with Nava who I was 
you know, in Tulsa in the indoors. I think he was up a set and ripped his hamstring, and he finally two years later got back to tennis. And those guys played a memorable match. You know, I've been in a lot of memorable matches, and I'll remember that one for a for a long time. And uh, you know, it's always uh, it's always uh, it's always a war when you play anybody, and it's 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 going to get no difference. You know, I mean, last year one of the things I was most proud about is. You know, the Big Ten was starting to make a move. I mean, you look what Michigan did, and you look at Illinois, and you look at Iowa and where their doubles teams were ranked, and, you know, all of the, you know, the Midwest region with Notre Dame, uh, CMR and these guys, and all the All-Americans we had were, you know, were really starting to, to make a move in, in the Midwest region. And, it, you know, it was nice to it was nice to see. And it'd, it'd be nice to see guys uh, pick up in, uh, in the Big Ten where they left off and uh, – you know, get after it uh, right from the start because I think we have some uh, some 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 great teams, uh, and I think we'll have some great memorable matches like that Wake Forest match in the Big Ten this year. And uh, you know, with a 16-match Big Ten schedule, playing Michigan a couple times, Illinois a couple times. You know, if that's how it comes out, you know, there's there's going to be some uh, uh, Northwesterns very very good with Starry and. Uh, and Efron back in the lineup. I mean, very good. Uh, yeah, I was good. Indiana solid. So there'll be some uh, there'll be some great matches, uh, you know, coming up this year in, in, in the Big Ten schedule, and it's it's uh, really pr- pretty cool to see uh, how much better the uh, Big Ten is getting. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that, Coach. I accuse my own dad of being the Greg Maddox of dads in that he throws fastballs, but it's never you know over eighty eight miles per hour nowadays. He just he can't hit that high heat anymore. Uh, it's always good stuff. But in that note, you're accusing me of being the Greg Maddox. I'll bring this question to you here. Uh, obviously, last week we saw Ohio State and Michigan football not play, and thankfully the Big Ten, I suppose, changed the rules to let the Buckeyes do what they got to do. But do you think that game getting canceled was karma for the fact that you ducked my Wolverines last season and they might have ended your winning streak over us? Yeah, I don't know why you keep going going with that, but uh, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, I just think that uh, you know, it's, it's tough. You never know what's going to happen, and uh, never know what's going to happen in these. Uh, these days and you don't uh with medical records and things of of kids you you don't get you don't get any access so you you know everybody's obviously gonna think the worst and someone's doing this or someone's doing that but you know when you're dealing with ohio state and michigan i'm i'm quite certain everything's on the up and up i mean you can say snows in those places you can say it's cold weather you can say what you want about the sec but ohio state and michigan i mean that's that's two pretty big names in the college one (laughs) Yeah, Coach, you, you had talked about some of the scheduling, and, and with a, a lot of the schools yet, yours included, at least uh, uh, you know on the on the sites, schedules haven't been published. I'm sure there's still a lot in flux, just determining who you can and can't play. You talked about some home and homes. What's that? Uh, are, you've got a fair number of home and homes within the conference being set up this year, just because of the the travel and all. You know, they, they, the the schedules obviously hasn't come out, so you know I don't want to speak too much but you know i would i would think that the big 10 would be into you know protecting you know some of those some of those teams that historically have have done pretty well and and you know i obviously i would like to see that that those matchups you know there's been talk about uh, east playing east and west playing west as far as you know obviously for cost containment you know the most important thing in this thing is i think the 
NCAA dropped it from 12 to six completed matches to be able to make the NCAA tournament. So I think, you know, there's an aspect that, that, that if matches get canceled it much better, you know, Michigan and Ohio State, Michigan State, Indiana and Purdue being so close together that you'd be able to reschedule those matches, play home and home with those teams. That would get you 10 matches in the Big Ten East. You'd be able to probably finish six of those matches, which would then in turn let you make it to the NCAA tournament because, you know, it's pretty easy if Michigan, something happens or something happens to Ohio State, you know, rescheduling the match in a midweek and doing the two-hour and 45-minute drive and, uh, you know, playing that match. And so, you know, there's been talk of that. So, you know, if there's an East schedule, that would put Michigan and Ohio State together uh, two times uh, playing each other as well as Penn State, Michigan State, Indiana, and Purdue. And, you know, and then there's some talk on some other ways how we'd have crossover matches, which would kind of give Michigan and Ohio State and Illinois and the Northwesterns and the Iowas a chance to play each other home and home. You know, yeah, nothing... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, so you you guys typically do a fair share of hosting some really good teams non-conference in the preseason uh, with without having to travel. Is that still uh, something that's on the books for the year? Or I, I don't even know, are there Big Ten regulations potentially that might? Yeah, yeah you, know, there's, there's, you know, everything's still on the table. I mean, you got a crazy virus and, uh, you know, you're not certain what could happen. Obviously, you wanted to. To, to see it get a little a little better but in the last month or so it's it's gotten a little worse so you know those those are on the table certainly are there's certainly on the table of of you know only being able to play conference matches and only being able to you know maybe only play at home maybe not be able to get on an airplane i mean you know i've for nine months i've lived it you know you, 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 the, you know the last 24 years i i lived practice and recruiting and you know, having the time of my life the last nine months, you you, you sit around and you're, you're, you're living your Big Ten meetings and NCAA calls and, you know, department Skypes and, you know, and you're just trying desperately to, you know, get out there and be able to provide the guys the same student-athlete experience that they've, that they've had for the last few years, which is opportunities to play the best of the best. And, you know, we want to, you know, nobody's ever said I was smart, but nobody ever said I was ducking anybody either. <laughs> yeah, and, and for those listening, you you also had mentioned kind of the the uh, the reduction in number of matches it takes. That uh, I believe the ITA has also dropped the 500 rule for the for this season as well. So if you get stuck in a situation where you you get a ridiculous schedule, of some teams that play you know that are playing all uh, top ranked schools that you could still qualify this year on a sub 500 record. Absolutely. You just never know what's going to happen. You know, there's some people going to build in bye weeks into their schedules, into their conference. So if matches don't get played, everybody has a chance to return and play those matches. You know, there's there's some people that, you know, it's it's just it's interesting. You know, I don't want to go into to too much, but, you know, some people everybody wants a chance to play out of conference. But sometimes, you know, if you play out of conference and something happens, those matches won't get rescheduled, you know, so it's. You know, there's there's things that can happen. I mean, it's, you know, there's a bit of cost containment in it. There's a lot of student health, student athlete health relation, related into the, you know, into this, uh, you know, pot. And uh, it's, it's, you know, it's it, like I said, we're, we're, we're sitting here in December 16th, 17th, and I haven't seen a schedule, but I do know we're playing Virginia on January 22nd. And I, 
already nervous for that. <laughs> no, absolutely. And something you have referred to as well is the importance of depth this season. And we can look at your roster and we see there's plenty of depth. And we saw it last year, guys like Boulez and Cash. And obviously you mentioned James Trotter. And, you know, I'm curious what, you know, how important do you think that depth is going to be to your team this season, given again, all of the different health hoops and everything, all these teams are going to have to jump through. I mean, we talk about that every day. I mean, if you think we're talking about Michigan and we're talking about Illinois every day, we're talking about all 12 guys are going to have to be ready because in the Big Ten we have a certain standard, a certain protocol, and, uh, you know, guys are going to be, you know, called upon to, uh, to, to, to play matches. So, you know, you might be sitting there in practice counting it and thinking you're number eight on the singles lineup and number nine in the doubles lineup, and it might be okay to give 65% because you're feeling sorry for yourself, but it's not okay because you're going to play. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we've got to get across to all the, you know, that's kind of important when we're deciding how we're going to, you know, play, you know, a warm-up event in the, you know, a warm-up event before the national indoors because it used to be maybe you'd bring four or five teams to somewhere and get your six or seven guys a lot of matches and play some hidden duels. And now you've got to, you know, most of these six-court facilities aren't going to be able to, you know, give more than 30 people. And, you know, each team's got to have 10 guys ready to play. So, you know, the, the 10 guys never been so important. Mm-hmm. And something I think if you followed your program closely, uh, you will know, and I'm sure Ohio State fans are aware of this in this dates back, you know, the examples I always think of, guys like Peter Cobelt and Kevin Metka, who in years two and years three, they just, you see this jump they take when they're in this system, they're in your program, they commit to it, they obviously both became outstanding college tennis players, and, you know, I think a guy like Robbie Cash or a guy like James Trotter, you've seen the jumps they've made those past, you know, their first season, and what they can do now moving forward. I mean, what have you seen from those guys in practice? Do you expect them to take a jump forward this season? Well, I'll tell you what I saw from March 15th to September 1st, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks again for reminding me of another thing I do well we couldn't do. I appreciate you. You're a good man. Good. <laughs> Keep it up. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's, you know, that's the million dollar question. That's what we pride ourselves on the program that we, you know, we try to make sure everybody's overachieves and that's what we come in and seniors have their best years and you need to, you know, overachieving blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, when you're, you're off from, from March to, to, to September and they take the racket out of the coach's hands, it, you know, at least a little bit of a mark, but, you know, guys have been responding well and everybody's been going through it all over the country. And, you know, guys like John McNally are returning two-time All-American, a former top 15 player in the world and juniors, Cannon Kingsley, and, you know, Kyle Seelig back as more years than Bobby Hurley. Uh, he's, uh, he's doing well. I dated stuff with the Bobby Hurley, but uh, seemed like he was at Duke longer than uh, Seelig. Yeah, no, he's he's been listening to your jokes, Gruskin. I was going to say, Coach, you're no longer the oldest person on your roster. That that honor goes to Kyle Seelig. I was hoping guys would be four-time All-Americans. Now they're doctors when they leave. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, everything's been going good and everybody had the tough, <sighs> tough, uh, tough stuff to deal with with it. And, uh, you know, we're just hoping to, to play, to be honest. I mean, everybody's hoping to play. I mean, you know, it'd be, you know, if we could play 20 matches 
get play 20 matches in the season you know you you'd think that, that was a win you know in the past if if playing 35 36 matches but you know if we could get 20 completed matches you know i'd jump for joy because you just don't know what's going to happen but you're in a major athletic department and you see what these other teams are going through and you see games getting canceled and you know people sitting out and things like that it'd just be nice for for these guys you know they're in college and uh supposed to be the best time of their life and they want to be competing and and playing and walking to class and a lot's been taken away from them but uh you know the whole world's suffering and uh you know it'd just be nice to get back on our feet after you know a spring sport losing five percent of their season last year it'd be nice to give these guys somewhat you know somewhat that looks something that looks like a full season Mm-hmm. No, and just a random side note, I was talking with, uh, I can say who it was because it will be part of the interview. We did an interview with Torbegard, and we were chatting a little bit about Kevin Metka, and Torbegard goes, yeah, you know, no one ever accused Kevin of being too talented. And I'm just curious if you think that's an accurate description. I mean, you know, it'd be like, you know, it, it, yeah, I mean, you know, people always – always throw that around but i mean you know the, the greatest talent of all might be a 20 year old male who doesn't want to play pro tennis mm-hmm. but comes to practice every day and serves by himself after and runs sprints by himself and finishes one and all the lifts and does everything so you you know you start wondering you know how that jj wolf can swing the racket like that and that guy can serve 130 but you know as you get into the college tennis i mean the greatest talent of all might be a guy who can you know, single-handedly be the hardest worker in tennis while getting no playing time. I mean, because I think one of the problems with tennis is most of these tennis guys have never had to sit the bench in anything. So they come to college and they come to a program where they're fighting for the six hole and they end up at seven. And, you know, a lot of guys don't know how to sit the bench, but he sure knows how to sit the bench for, 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 for two years. You know, he sure know how to sit the bench because he just kept showing up to, to work every day and 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 nobody outworked him so you know it's a long story i just gave you but i'm not certain that the greatest talent of all is the ability to work like he did mm-hmm. no case in point i watched that match where he beats ty kwiatkowski to send you guys to the national indoor finals and then you win your first national indoor title so absolutely it pays dividends and the reason i wanted to bring up the term talent is because i think anyone who followed college tennis closely last season and you know again we were at the national indoors i saw him against squire i saw him against seguin you know canon kingsley is as talented as any player who's entered college tennis and you know you've coached some great ones over the year you know more recently the torpegards the blaz rollers of the world who have gone on to have pro success i'm just curious after one year with cannon what you've seen from his game what you think of his potential because it's hard to not be impressed with the way he can hit a tennis ball i mean the semifinalist of the u.s open juniors it says it all he was the national freshman of the year last year our first one in program history and you know you mentioned names like wolf and mcnally and chase buchanan and torpegard and rolla and you know none of those guys were able to to snag that national freshman of the year and uh you know, so he obviously has an opportunity. He's obviously a U.S. hopeful. And, again, it just goes back to, you know, how bad do you want it? I mean, are you willing to, to do whatever it takes to get it? Or, or, or is two hours and 20 minutes a day enough to, 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 to make you happy? Because, you know, you're trying to get to top 100 in the world and, you know, to, to, to get some money and, and, and 
they're not, I'll tell you one thing, they're not giving away any money on the ATP tour. That's one place. That's, that's a stingy place. I mean, to make money out there, you, you gotta be good. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, and I, I just think you watch Cannon play, and it, it's so funny you talk about the time restriction because especially, I'm sure, during COVID, there are added hoops to have to go through. Again, you are someone who is in college tennis, not just because you love being the you know coach of the Buckeyes, but because you love being on court, you love training day in, day out. Is that the most frust- frustrating part of this pandemic is just the lack of easy access to getting on court? Yeah, I mean, obviously that is, but you know, it's something that nobody knows anything about. So you've got people all over the country trying to make great decisions when they only have half the facts. So, you know, you, you turn right one way cause you're supposed to turn right. But you find out a couple minutes down that road that you probably should have taken a left. So then you take a left and then it kind of, you know, that, that way didn't work out and everybody's in this together and trying to figure it out. And, you know, people give grief and, you know, and you're, you're trying, but you know, you, you, you got to be pretty patient because, you know, you just, it's going to be a lot of, a lot of changing course, you know, that everybody's gone through in the last nine months. But, you know, obviously for me, that's, you know, I wanted to be on the court with the guys because we wanted to be seeing that development and, uh, you know, but it's been a great 90 days and to have them back and, you know, it makes you, you know, makes you miss it a little more and just hoping that they can get out there and, uh, and compete. Uh, these student athletes are are wanting to, to to have a chance all over the country, and it'd be nice to to see it happen, uh, you know, in the next three or four months, and not have to wait till uh, next August. Mm-hmm. You talk about the depth. You talk about the team you bring back when you're starting to try and project the lineup moving forward. Uh, I, I want to start with. Uh, J.J. Tracy, and obviously he's a, a freshman who will be contributing to your lineup this season, but uh, I got the chance to see him play this summer, and it is very clear to me the ball just explodes off of his racket, and I'm curious if you think he's going to find a spot uh, in the singles lineup this season. You know, obviously, uh, you know, what, what a tremendous fall he had. I mean, you know, you don't know what it is because people haven't been coming back, so, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, to – jump up and down with wins when coaches weren't on on the court and people were coming back from uh, playing who hadn't been playing. But, you know, with beating Henning, you know, played one and two at Georgia last year and Walton who played one for, for Tennessee and Axel Neff, uh, you know, with, with, with those three wins right there, I, I, I mean, he obviously, we were looking at JJ Tracy as, as, as red shirting him, but uh, he obviously, uh, wanted to stay as far as way as the, from the red shirt as they could stay. So, you know, he, uh, he's put himself in the mix for sure. And, uh, you know, we're just pleasantly surprised. Uh, you know, it, it seems that that recruiting class, uh, has, has, has been a top notch, you know, class that, that class that JJ Tracy was, cause you know, I think the, the fellow at Michigan who was ranked right around JJ Tracy, had a good fall Bickerseth, I think Kiefer, who was 11 on that list, you know, sometimes you, you know, you get down to in the teens of that uh, tennis recruiting list and, you know, guys go to a top five, six, seven program. Sometimes they, they have to red shirt or they struggle to find their way into the lineup. Really looks like that was a, a whale of a class. This, 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 class of them. so I think he's, uh, he's, he's right in the mix. And, uh, 
you know, we're happy uh, Justin Boulay's back healthy, who was, uh, you know, struggled with injuries for the last year. So he's uh, he's turned the corner. Uh, he looks pretty good. Uh, you know, a, a guy that uh, at any, you know, at any time can play, you know, top three, 300 in the world tennis. And uh, he's uh, really, uh, you know, shown me some good stuff. And, uh, you know, of course, the, the guys that we already talked about, Selig's a, a horse. He's hung out in the top 20 in the country in college tennis. Kingsley's, you know, national freshman of the year. McNally's a two-time All-American. And, uh, you know, James Trotter's been ranked uh, for a good solid year straight in all the rankings. And, uh, you know, his 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 UTR jumped up, I think, to about a, a 13.95. You know, he was close to a 14. And, uh you know, he's, he's, he's had some great results and, uh, you know, Robert Cash is pretty darn good, played six for us last year and, you know, in a fight for the lineup and, uh, Tim Sieber too. last, you know, he's, you know, put on 10, 12 pounds of, uh, you know, muscle and he's, he, he's looking very good. And, uh, Andrew Litschanig, who, you know, played in Georgia, the match against Georgia last year, it was up five, four in the third when the match was called, uh, you know, he's there and JJ Mercer's, uh, after, uh, he was going to red shirt last year and, uh, you know, he was a top 15, 16 junior in America. So, you know, I think I just touched on 10 players on our team right there. Uh, and uh, Jake Warready, who's been with us, and uh, we have a guy Lancelot Carnello on our team. So we've got 12 people, and uh, you know I think we're going to have to use them all. It's it's going to be a tricky. Uh, you know it's looking like you know you're out 21 days if uh, you end up uh, getting sick, and uh, yeah, I, I just think there's going to be uh, you know everybody's going to be in play on everybody's roster. Yeah. No, I. I... Uh, absolutely. I, I mean, and you look at the depth you guys have, that is going to be so important as we talked about earlier. And, you know, even beyond the singles lineup, because so many of these guys, you know, a singles match is a singles match, whether you're playing one or six, it's still a singles match. But of course, doubles uh, brings in a doubles pairing. It brings in, you know, the importance of continuity. And, you know, last year you had the number one team, I believe, in the nation in John McNally and Robert Cash. And, you know, you are someone who likes to play around with your doubles teams until you find the right pairings uh how you know are i guess in terms of your philosophy heading into this season because of the lack of match play and normal practice time is continuity something you're going to be leaning towards more in doubles or what are your thoughts as you start to put together this year's doubles lineup you know we spent uh, 60 days you know going with different teams you know not knowing you know knowing that doubles is very important we spent a lot of time on doubles and uh you know trying to find uh you know, two lineups that, that, that we liked. And, uh, you know, last year we had two different lineups that, that, that we liked and, you know, and over the past 60 days, we've, we've changed it. So, you know, there'll be, there'll be obviously times where McNally and cash, but, uh, you know, with JJ Mercer, who had won some, uh, doubles, uh, you know, nationals with Robert cash as his partner, you know, he's going to definitely a darn good doubles player. So, you know, we have, you know, cash and Mercer, you know, lower in the lineup on uh, on a team and, you know, Cash and McNally up top in the lineup when they're playing together. And, you know, we really believe that uh, Robert Cash and J.J. Mercer are, are a darn good team. Uh, they played together since they're 13, 14 years old. And, uh, you know, they both have a doubles mindset. Both have, have, have very, very good skills for, for their age. I mean, for 
for college tennis. I mean, there weren't many guys. I mean, obviously, you know, you said we were one in the country. I think two or three in the country. I think Fenty and Seymour, you know, were ahead of us at the, in the final ranking. And, you know, but Robert Cash being a freshman, I mean, you know, one of the best doubles players in the country. And, you know, the plan was to redshirt J.J. Mercer last year. So he didn't get a chance to show his double skills. So, you know, we feel pretty good with uh, him coming in. And we've worked hard on, uh, you know, a, a, a doubles lineup that we think can, uh, you know, give us the best possible chance to win three spots. Yeah, so so coach, we we talk about the lineups, and I, coaches aren't gonna aren't gonna give their lineups, and this is something I love. We started last year. Coach Macy uh, kind of started on one of the calls with us, and he said, "Well, you give me the lineup, Chris." So now it's kind of a thing. So so I give you the lineup, and you you either no no no, me. no 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 I'm not playing that game. Oh, that, that that's your that's your and Coach Macy's game. No, I'll play it. Come on. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you, you either get to laugh me out of the building or go, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I don't like Coach Macy games, but if you want me to, I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach. So, so here goes. So, and and I'm really, I'm actually kind of stuck because I, I love Ken and Kingsley, and I would love to see him playing one. And I think we see Kingsley McNally at one, two. And I'm actually going to go there. I'm going to go Kingsley one, McNally two. And then another toss up for me is I'm going to leave C league three just because, you know, he's been there for 27 years and he's good. Right. So I'll, I'll, I'll stick with Kyle three. I'm going to go JJ Tracy four. I love this kid. Gruskin loves this kid. Uh, I, I think we're going to see, you know, who knows if we start the year there, because it's a, it's always questionable with freshmen. But I like JJ Tracy. I go Tracy four, Boulay five, uh, and uh, where? What am I? What am I missing here, Gruskin? Trotter at six, just so Tucker has oh, someone to yell at. Yeah, actually, I'm going Trotter. Trotter's five and Boulay six. Yeah, I mean, try, we got to have Trotter back on five so Coach can just be, you know, his shadow on the court. I mean, and and and, and who are we playing? Who are you? Who are you playing? Yeah, yeah. you're not going to give me a lineup and then not tell me who we're playing. I don't. I mean, does it? Do you care? I. You're, so you're telling me you adjust the lineup based on who you're playing. I like it. I mean, no if one. If I've got your lineup, frankly, I don't care. I'll, I'll throw those six out there and play anybody. I mean, I don't want to play North Carolina, maybe, but but after that, I. But but, but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you guys are the UT UTR guys. I mean. I mean, what's what what what's our UTR look like right now? I believe the power five or power six. You guys are eighty-one point four, which I think is third in the nation. Who, who's highest UTR? Oh, uh, that's a good. I think I think Cannon. I think and then who's two? And then it's Trotter, then Seelig, McNally, Tracy Boulay. And you're play, trying to play Trotter at six. Five, <laughs> five, five, five. Yeah, I mean, yeah, God, I'm, I don't. I'm I don't know why I was trying to play Trotter at one. <laughs> oh, all right, I'm just gonna have to stop there because I'm gonna before leave everybody before rapid. everybody goes to jail. Yeah, no, I'm gonna leave my first rapid fire question. I'm gonna leak it before we get there if we continue. I just so, went to ITA jail. So yeah. let's, let's move on. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're already you're on the radar now. <laughs> hey, that that lineup works for me. Uh, that sounds like a good lineup. I mean, 
Yeah, look, the point, as always, is you guys have options. And, of course, uh, for you guys in particular this season, you talked about the schedule a little bit earlier. But it all starts in the Big Ten Conference, right? And and you mentioned this, but the strength of the Big Ten to have schools like Michigan and Illinois and Wisconsin, Indiana, Northwestern, all on the rise as programs. Uh, what do you think that will do for this 2021 season, particularly given how Big Ten focus it's likely to be? heartburn sleepless nights <laughs> that's probably what it'll do but uh you know it's good we, we're starting to get better you know i i think uh we've got some real programs and uh it's got uh some, some great teams and i think that uh anybody's capable i mean that that illinois team i mean you're bringing back Vuk budich you're bringing back zeke clark you're bringing back kova savage who who all would have been graduated and, you know, to put those guys, you know, put them back in the lineup with the Alex Browns and the Monsies and, uh, you know, Hunter Heck came in and uh, another guy coming in in January. I, I just believe that uh, all over the country, I mean, what they have Virginia at 31 in the country or something. I mean, they, weren't they one of the last picks? I, and, and, you know, Ryan Getz and Gianni Ross down low. Uh, you know, there's, if you look at their UTR, I mean, I just think college tennis is going to be tight, 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 and uh, it's going to be some great matches. And probably the biggest problem of all is, uh, you know, are there going to be <laughs> – how many fans are going to be able to see these matches? <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. pretty certain that, uh, you know, with what's going on in the basketball and the football and stuff, there's going to be, you know, just maybe – parents and family members so it's it's kind of kind of stinks for college tennis because i i, I believe it's uh, pretty darn strong Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I mean, hopefully it's parents, family members, and then our Crack Rackets crew. Hopefully they let us sneak in as well. Just, you know, one additional Michigan sweater in a place has never hurt anybody. Um, but obviously, you know, my last question for you about this season, and this is, I guess, it, you know, not ex- – well, I guess it does really relate to the team because for the majority, if not all, of your career at Ohio State, there has been one person with you constantly. And no, it's not Kyle Selig. The person I'm talking about, of course, is Dave Schilling, who is now left to be the head coach at Denison of course that's the school where he played and we've had him on the show it's always great to get to chat with him but uh what's it going to be like for you to go at it this season without Shills at your side I mean I wrote a letter about Shills I mean you didn't you didn't read the letter letter it was beautiful yeah so I mean I already told you trying to get me to cry huh so already uh Shills is a good guy cared a lot very, very, very competitive, and uh, you know, Shields was uh, a great coach. I mean, on the what? Only you'd have to tell me. I mean, the only volunteer assistant to take home the uh, assistant coaching of the year award in the region, I think. So mm-hmm. everybody knows uh, what kind of job Shields did, and uh, you know, is going to do at Denison. But uh, you know, life goes on, and you've got to. You got to, you know, move on. And, you know, we've got Hunter Callahan who knows exactly what we're trying to do. Is, uh, we're hoping a, a younger version of Shills and uh, it's a great call. But obviously, you know, all across the department, uh, you lose somebody like David Schilling. And it's uh, it's not easy. And uh, but, uh, you know, it was the right move for him. And it was, uh, you know, it was the right time. Mm-hmm. What are the chances Denison pops up on the schedule in the next five years? 
does Denison pop up on the schedule in the next five years? I, I mean, only at home. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, at least he's staying in red, right? At least he's still keeping the red on his sweater. He's got holes cut out that lock-o <laughs> off his chest and tried to sneak a D in on a couple of things because he's particular about his clothes, right? <laughs> He'll have his khaki pants and his boots and some 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 version of a red red pullover with a D on it. <laughs> of course, and it's going to be weird for us to not see Coach Schilling on the sideline as well. But yeah, no, I I am very much looking forward to that first Buckeye Denison battle because certainly uh, it'll be a fun one. Well, it is always a pleasure for us, Coach, to have you on the show. I know I speak for our fans. Uh, you know, in the history of the podcast, we've done all three of your episodes are in the top ten most listened to, and I don't say that lightly. Obviously, there's a huge Ohio State contingent out there, but I know all of our fans enjoy hearing from you. Uh, they appreciate your willingness to spar back and forth with us and of course we are so grateful you took the time to chat with us so of course we wish you Buckeye safety health and you may not believe me but of course success uh in 2021 coach and thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us you guys are always fair and again you, you do a great thing for college tennis and tennis and uh lucky to have you and uh thanks for all you do of course can I get a go bucks from you Oh, H. <laughs> I can't oh, think. You're not, not going to give me the. Oh, there we go. There we go. He isn't your, he isn't your lesser half. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you have a good one. Yeah, take care, coach. You, you, you go, Hope all of you enjoyed our conversation with Ohio State head coach Ty Tucker. A shout out to Coach, as always, for taking the time to chat with us. Some of you aren't going to notice this because Super Producer Daniel Westoff such a good job at blending everything together, but he had to hop off the call for about 15 minutes. And you know, most coaches, if they have to hop off the call, they're just done with the interview. They're like, no, you know what? We're good. We got our 30, 35 minutes in. Just I'll, I'll be back. I'll talk to you in a couple of months. Uh, but Coach Tucker, like, don't worry, Alex. I know I have to leave, but I know you still have more questions in the queue. The least I can do is call you guys back a little bit later, and that's exactly what he did, just so gracious with his time. Even though he's a Buckeye, this Wolverine is a fan. So thank you, as always, to Coach Tucker for taking the time to join us. A huge shout-out, as always, to my co-host, partner in crime, Chris Halioris, uh, who joins me on all of these interviews. And by the way, if you have missed any of them, our conversations, I will run through the coaches now real quick. You know, thus far, we have chatted with Manny Diaz of Georgia, Adam Steinberg of Michigan, Brian Shelton of Florida, Paul Gould. Goldstein of Stanford, Steve Denton of Texas A&M, David Roditi of TCU, uh, Brett Macy of Ohio State, of USC, now Ty Tucker of Ohio State. Of course, we've got three schools to go, our top three teams heading into the 2021 season. Hopefully, you guys haven't missed any of our content, but if you have, uh, you can find all of our College Contenders content on the website, CrackRackets.com. Of course, on today's Great Shout podcast, Chris Halliores, Matt Stokowiak, and I break down the Buckeyes in further depth, offer a little 
couple of predictions for their 2021 season. It's a podcast I know all of you listeners will enjoy. And of course, if you want to read more about the Buckeyes, go check out Matt's article, which again, you can find on our website. And of course, we've got other content to get all of you listeners ready for 2021 tennis, not just at the college level, ATP, WTA, junior tennis. We've had some phenomenal guests on our show, some phenomenal content on our website, crackrackets.com. If you've missed any of our next-gen ATP 2.0 series, David Gertler and I breaking down some of our favorite 21 and under prospects in the men's game, you can find that in podcast form on the Mini Break podcast feed. Of course, you can find the article on our website. Judson Wall wrote a fantastic piece, weekly review, preview, breaking down the ITF action, but he also wrote uh, his calendar uh, article where he breaks down all of the tournaments from the 2020 season, where they were, the geographical density of you know where the most events are being played, how those trends have shifted over the years. It's a phenomenal piece. I know all of you listeners will enjoy, and we'll have him on the podcast next week to break that piece down, but be sure to go check that out at thewebsite.com, and of course, if you need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we are at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly, I am at Great Shot Pod. Shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Fleeter and Daniel stuff for the of an editing job they do day in day out shout out as well to our friends at midwest sports go to midwestsports.com use that promo code cr15 to get 15 percent off your order a free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding 75 dollars and best of all that free can of wilson extra duty tennis balls but with that in mind for our wonderful guest Ohio State men's tennis coach Ty Tucker for my co-host Chris Hallioris, our super producers Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, and all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, happy holidays, and we will see you all next time. Thanks everyone. <laughs>